and welcome back to Business Christmas. I'm Kat. And I'm Nicole. And we are coming to you um, from Brooklyn, New York, where we have just watched an incredible Lacey Chabert film called Christmas in Rome. Um, I loved this movie. Spoiler alert. Yep, same <laughs> Amazing film. Uh, knew from the title that I was going to love it. So this is a movie where um, Lacey Chabert is an expat. She's a U.S. citizen who is living abroad in Rome. She is a um, she's an employee of a tour guide company. Um, she really loves showing mostly Americans around Rome. Um, and then she ends up meeting this guy Oliver, who is a, a businessman uh, who has traveled to Rome from New York, and um, he is. It's, it's interesting. So this is actually, maybe this is the right time to say this. Like, this is a business Christmas film that is very much a gender-swapped version of the, the usual genre that we focus on. It is, it is. So often we focus on the high-powered businesswoman that eventually realizes that Christmas is more important than business. But we decided we wanted to see this movie enough to go for it, even though it's actually now the businessman who needs to realize that Christmas is more important than business. Um, Lacey is Christmas from the start. In a, Straight up Christmas. Like, so Christmas. Um, but in her typical Lacey Chabert way, she, it's very endearing. Yeah, it's extremely endearing. She is great in this movie, and she looked phenomenal throughout the entire movie. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but I thought Hallmark really crushed it this time on her hair and makeup and costuming. Yes. which All of which we will get to. We'll get to. Don't worry. Um, before we get yeah. any further, I think it's also time to let you guys know that we had a special guest for this episode. My boyfriend, Tim, joined us. Hello. Um, We've been begging Tim to come on for a while. Tim has many times painfully sat through the movies with us, <laughs> but has never before agreed to actually appear on the podcast. So we are super excited to have him here today. I am not well-versed, but I am versed in some of the business Christmas themes. Yes, and Tim is absolutely my Christmas boyfriend, so you know that we'll be together forever. Yeah, he's a straight-up Christmas boyfriend. 100%. Not to say that you don't have any business to you, because you do. You have value in a capitalist society, yeah, which is what's important business. for a Christmas yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Um, for sure. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to have you. So, um, so, so yeah, let's get in. Christmas in Rome. Maybe Christmas in Rome. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. So we, we open with Lacey leading a tour. Yep. We very quickly find out she is a tour guide. It's pretty obvious. And she takes a group of tourists into this bakery to have them really kind of sample these Roman delicacies. And, um, it was, I mean, it was nice. I, I'm not sure there was, like, a whole lot going on there. She clearly, like, has a good relationship with the guy that owns the bakery and all that stuff. So, you know, there's, like, good kind of exposition there. But there wasn't much. Yeah, the weird thing about it to me was, like, she's like, oh, he's giving you samples. But when you looked at what the samples were, they were, like, full-size full size pastries. Like, yeah. I noticed that, too. I was I like, this guy too. is losing money on this tour. Because these people 100%. are like cheap. Like I'm sorry if you're an, if you're the type. This is a very snobbish thing I'm about to say. Um, I might have to edit it Bring out. Bring it on. Well, like, no, if it. you're like the type of American tourist who like goes on some like 
tour that is specifically catered to American tourists, you're probably not the person who's going to open your wallet and then, you know, spend like 10 to 15 bucks on pastries. So I feel like this bakery owner is losing money on this deal, like a significant amount of money. Yeah. So we never actually find out because what happens is one girl asks, oh, are the samples gluten-free? Mm-hmm. And Lacey says, I will find out for you. And then immediately the next thing... Does gluten exist in Rome also? Um, yeah, right? How can you live in pasta world and be like... Like, oh, I gotta drink... I gotta yeah. eat quinoa pasta. Oh, that's terrible. So oh, make, I, it, make sure it's rice-based. I don't think that they have... I don't think that they have the same issues with gluten that we do in this country because we've over-processed things. Yeah, fair. However, I do still think gluten exists there. And if you have the allergy, you probably shouldn't need any of the pasta, yeah, fair. unfortunately. Yeah. Or pastries, It's going to be a really terrible trip to Rome for you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, uh, then she ends up, like, the next scene immediately after this I'll find out about gluten thing, she's, like, in her tour guide office where her mm-hmm. boss is basically yelling at her and is like, I've had to give you a talking to three times this month. Um, like, overall, like, seems like she's a great tour guide. Yeah, she's very but, competent. Yeah, but then he cites all these things she's done oh, wrong. Yeah. Okay, so the things she did wrong. Obviously, oh, sorry. The, the, the immediate thing is that... The, the gluten sitch, The right? gluten was actually... Uh, we didn't actually close the pen on oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. The kid got sick from eating the pastry that actually did have gluten in it, even though they thought that it didn't. Yep. And so she's, that's what she's in trouble But for. it's not her fault. That one was not her fault. She had confirmed with the baker. Agreed. That it was gluten-free. Agreed. But the baker probably just didn't know what gluten was. Me. Like it's probably Maybe. Not as, I'm sorry. I feel like it's probably not as big an issue there. Maybe. Or, I don't know. I mean, she's fluent in Italian. She's lived there for five Is years. Is she fluent in Italian? We That's actually read. a very yeah. good she's point. She's lived there for that. five years. She's lived she there for five years. Be. She says very passing, like, she wishes people Merry Christmas every day. Yeah, you know, that's it's a week true. Christmas. That's a fair point. In, in Italian, Bon Natale. But she, beyond, like, she doesn't really say anything and so Mm, it's fine when she's being a tour guide but when she's actually speaking to Italian people she's always speaking English yeah I mean Um, just like more than I would expect after five years in another country where like I can imagine your first year like you're less comfortable and people are gonna like speak English around you a little bit more but like by the time you're, like, five years in, if you're not speaking in their language, I think that's actually pretty rude. <laughs> but but here's the thing, and like, how would like, hope... It's yeah. easier to learn the language if you're going to be there and live there. And, and right. Do, so. It actually makes it harder for yeah. you over time. That's a really good point. But then, but the other thing is, like, how is Hallmark going to... Con- like, how would Hallmark manage I that, know. Right? It's a movie. It's a movie. I get it. But, like, they could have, like, a scene where she says a sentence to someone yeah. beyond... Right, you know, and they Jarno, could do like subtitles because like, I, exactly. I mean, I feel that most her, it felt very viewers can read subtitles. Either way, we're getting so off that was track. okay. So, so that was Angela, that, right? Yeah, so, Angela. Yeah, I don't even know if we've mentioned her name yeah. yet. Her name that is, is Lacey Chabert. Like we'll probably call her Lacey Chabert. Let's be real; we tend to do that. Um, but um, yeah, so that was the that's the most recent. That's the third strike, right? 
And then the other two were that she snuck people into the Da Vinci Museum after hours. Um, and then also there was a sword stolen from the Colosseum under her watch, which yeah. I have never seen us. Uh, I mean, I've only been to the Colosseum once. Agreed. But. I didn't see swords, but I also don't remember because it was a long time ago. But also, like, okay, if you're able to fucking sneak your tour group into a museum after hours. You deserve to be there. You need a raise. And, and also you like, need, I'm sorry, the CIA or the FBI needs to hire you. Exactly. You need to have a different career altogether. And it needs to be a lot more, you need to have a lot more money thrown at yes. you for that talent. On the flip side, if some kids on your trip, you gave them a sword that they then took home, like, that's on you. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, so she's, like... She actually should have been in jail for that, probably. Yeah, I mean, there's just, I don't know. She's, she's volatile, I would say, her performance. Yeah, yeah, inconsistent. Inconsistent, for sure. Yeah, Um, but basically, her philosophy on tour guiding mm -hmm. is... It should be more than the seven selfies of Rome, which Kat was personally I, I offended I was by. very offended. I felt called out by this. And by the way, by the end of the film, it turns into the ten selfies of Rome, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it expanded. It was like, what, what, what three selfies did we add here? Yeah. Um, I was very offended, but um, it's okay. Who cares about my feelings? Um, but ultimately, in this conversation with her boss, who we will later learn is named Tommaso... Um, she is fired for her three infractions. Yes, because he really wanted her to stick to the script. Yep. Which was not her jam, because she wants to show people real Rome. And I actually had a lot of personal questions about this, just having um, worked for a lot of European companies. I don't actually know Italian employment law as well as I do like German and French employment law. Yep. But in most of Europe, it is very hard to fire people, and you can't just, oh, like... Oh, that's a good point. Do it. Think of that. Even if you do it, you typically can't do it that Immediately. day. Right. I made a decision. Here. Like, even in Emily in Paris, which is, you know, not the most um, accurate show, probably, uh, they, they would, sh- like, when Emily... Oh, I'm going to spoil Emily in Paris. Oh, everyone who's listening to our podcast has watched Probably Emily Probably already. Fair, okay. So when Emily gets... I'm sorry, Emily in Paris. Uh, Emily a Paris. Well, they're calling it Emily in Paris. Like, yeah, look, no, 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 that's no. We can't whole, have that fight another we can't, time. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. Sorry, distract Emily me. in Paris. Uh, so uh, when she gets fired, spoiler alert, um, her colleague is like, oh, yeah, whatever. Just, like, show up to work for, like, you know... However long, correct. Like the paperwork still correct. Has to go it's through. usually like two to three months, right? In addition to like an obscene amount of money. Now I don't know tour right. guide. Just stay out of the way. So the other thing I do actually know about being a tour guide in Rome is that you have to actually be like you have to go through a whole certification process there. Mm. You are you can get like thrown in jail if you are a tour guide that has not gone through the certification process. Um. So they don't talk about that at any point, and I feel like it's a missed opportunity oh, to, like, yeah. talk about how hard she's maybe worked to get to where she right. is. But anyway, again, I'm not an expert or even very familiar well, at all with in- Italian employment law, but it, the whole thing, like, struck me as off just based on what I do know about other European countries' employment laws. Well, my other question, like, on the employment law front was... She probably has a work visa, right, to be part of this organization. That's so a bigger wh- question. What happens to that now that she's been fired? Like, how did how is she? What are her legal means of staying there? 
great point. It's never addressed. It's just assumed that she can stay there and live there, like, no problem. Right. Maybe she, I mean, maybe she became a citizen there. We don't know that she's yeah, an American citizen, true. but, like, five years is a pretty short time for that kind of thing. That's what I was thinking. But I'm also uh-huh. thinking about it through the lens of being an American, where it's, like, basically impossible to move here. And yeah, she talked about moving back to the States at the end. Yeah, that's a good so, point. Yeah. She was obviously American. Yeah. yeah. Based. Um, okay, so I think that's it on that that's, part. That's, yep, the other side of the story. We yeah. start now. We flip the coin. We go to New York City. We see gorgeous Sam Page. So cute. Um, he is in a meeting drinking, like, a hot chocolate I wrote with a big absurd, Yeah, absurd Christmas be- beverage. Like, he's, he, it's very weird. It's a weird juxtaposition because he's clearly a busy businessman. He is in this in a boardroom. Boardroom, many other busy business people, and yet everyone is drinking this ridiculous, <laughs> like frothy, whipped cream topped beverage. It's it's pretty absurd. Um, we learn very quickly that he is like like a big shot because. Mm-hmm. He basically is, like, on one side of the table, and there's, like, seven people on the other side of the table. And he's like, I know you all want to go Christmas shopping because it's almost Christmas. What if I just write down a number for you? Completely. I wrote authoritative. I like it. And I did like it. I mean, he's hot. He, and he's and also he very hot. slides this number on a piece yep. of paper across the table like they only it was so do smooth. in movies. And also, actually, my first boss, when she would give you a raise each year, which was, like... I mean, I was making very little money. It was like $100 a year kind of race. She would mm-hmm. slide, the, slide the paper across to you and be so proud of like wow, giving I love you this it. like mediocre raise where you're like still like can't afford my rent. You're like, that's Thanks. $4 after taxes right. per month. <laughs> Which it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's the only person I've ever seen in real life do that. But he, he did this in the movie and, and slid it over. And like that's how you know he's a really – yeah, Huge big I thought shot. it was hot. I was into it. Yeah. Um. So then he's like debriefing with his boss, this is a badass woman, and she has friends. She's friends with that couple, I think. Yep. She's Margaret got friends, and Jack. Margaret and Jack, who are amazing. We'll meet them later. Um. They've given her a hot tip that the ceramics company in Italy, in Rome specifically, is looking for a buyer. And he knows exactly who they are. They're a really big deal. And he's like, sure, no problem. It's December 20th. I'll just go to Rome tonight. No problem. Yep. I can be on, what did he say? Uh, he's like, I can be on the flight tonight. I can be on the flight tonight. Yeah. And he does get on that flight with wearing the same coat. Unclear, yeah, if he ever changed clothes. He might have just directly gotten on the flight. I think he did just go get on the flight. Um, I mean, he... Packed a bag, at least. Or maybe he just keeps that suitcase in his office. I don't know. We never see his home. Yeah. We do not. It's an important point, actually. Yeah. So, um, I also felt that this this was one of the first points where I was like, this is making me mad, and I want to travel, and we're not allowed to travel because the COVIDity, and um, Nicole had flagged at the beginning of the movie, like, this is going to make me miss travel, and you weren't wrong. I was not wrong. I'm rarely wrong, let's be real. You're rarely wrong, it's true. Um, um, oh, by the way, it is December 20th. 
they talk about the date a lot uh-huh. more. In I guess it was probably the nineteenth at this point because yeah. he's going to get on the yeah. the, flight, the overnight flight yeah. to go to Rome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, okay, so he, you know, he takes the flight, he's in the same suit, somehow it's not rumpled by the time he gets off the flight, because... It's, it's, it's just, just not possible. Well, although, to be fair, if you take Virgin to London overnight, and you're in first class... They'll, ha- they'll let they, you change and hang your... They give you pajamas. Oh, uh, yeah. And then hang so your suit for that. you. I don't know that Virgin goes from New York to London, or New York to Rome, but... Maybe it was a similar situation, or oh, who knows. Either way, he, he definitely flew first He class. did not look like he had been he was not an overnight flight. No, he looked, his hair was perfect, but his hair was, like, always perfect, so. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I, like, flew overseas for business and went straight from the plane at, like, 8 a.m. to the office to, like, meet the CEO and CFO for the first time. My boss, like, did not have us stop at the hotel on the way to clean up. I just went straight to the office, which I didn't know was going to happen. And I was like... Yike. I was not in a state for anyone mm-hmm. to see me. Let alone, like, the new Important CEO people. and CEO yeah, yeah. my company. <laughs> um, good times. Good memories. I miss traveling, uh, if I haven't said that. So... The next thing I have is actually the meet cute. I don't know if you had yeah. anything before that. No, no that's what I was gonna say. He gets up. He gets out of the. Of yeah, he's like he's on the ground in Rome, and he cannot navigate at all. So then they have this. He like is kind of wandering around like an idiot, and literally runs right into Lacey Chabert. Because texting and walking is illegal. she tells him that um and he's like that's not true and she's like you're right but also dangerous and he's like how could that be dangerous she's like well you literally just knocked me over completely clearly dangerous um so she was in the right i would say but she was rude to him even though he's hot enough that you wouldn't be rude to him if he ran into you i would be like i'm sorry i ran into you yeah exactly (laughs) same same no i wouldn't i have a backbone but um, so the point I had here is like, Lean he's, just shoulder I have not, not shouldered someone <laughs> trying to get somewhere if they were in my way. But basically what was upsetting to me in this moment was he wasn't even like, he's like, I don't know where I am. Can you help me? Why is he and so helpless? I'm like, have, do you not have Google Maps? Right. Also like he is a, he is a seasoned businessman. Is he not a tr- seasoned traveler he as well. He literally is like, I'll get on a plane tonight to Rome, but doesn't know how no, to get around right. not another city. You know, now I'm wondering, should they have shown us a film of him, like, boarding the plane? Was he, like, one of those people who holds up the line? <gasps> who, like, doesn't have all his shit in the right places? Oh my god, like, tries to bring on all toiletries, of these toiletries correctly. Oh no. Like, I don't know, is he that oh, guy? He that is my big question guy. right now. He Except might be that guy. he did somehow get there with all of his hair gel that he beautifully wore the rest of Right. So, like, uh, who knows? Um, Great question. Yeah. So, it was interesting because I was like, does he not have Google Maps? But then later he was, like, looking at the phone and saying it was okay. So, um, Lacey mm. makes this comment of, like, it's almost Christmas. And I, I didn't write the context of it, but she was, like, just very fixated about the, it being Christmas. Like, when she got fired, she's like, but it's almost Christmas. And then here she was like, it's almost Christmas, so something she or other. She is obsessed with Christmas. She's obsessed with Christmas, which is how you know she's a good person. But, like, she's obsessed. And it was really kind of weird. <gasps> and then 
I think he was like, I'll figure it out. I have my phone, which I'm like, how have you not been using your phone? Your phone clearly your now? phone is not working for you, dude. Like, Wh- And which she follows, she agrees with yep. and says, your phone can't help you navigate Rome at Christmas. To so which I questions. have the question, yep. does that mean your phone can help you when it's not, not Christmas? Christmas? Like, what are the boundaries? Like, GPS just stops working on phones... December 20th. December 20th. That's it. You ran out. Like, you're, you can't, can't use it till it's New Year's. Sorry. Yeah. No, that was a, that was a weird comment and, but a very Hallmarkian comment. Yes. Um, so, all right. So because he's useless, she offers to walk him to the restaurant where he is supposed to meet, uh, Luigi Ferlinghetti. I never got the name. Ferlinghetti sounds right, actually. I wrote... Uh, and, and it was a very complicated last name, I thought, for a Hallmark movie. But his first name was Luigi, so, like, you can kind of glom onto that. And I just, wrote like, Ferlinghetti. Ferlinghetti so sounds a, right. It's something similar to that. So what was interesting to me was, like, when he at first said he was trying to go to this restaurant, she got really excited and, like, knew it. And then three times after that, she's like oh, I hear this restaurant's great. It's supposed to be great. I hope you enjoy it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, literally when he said that was where he was trying to get, she was like, oh, that place is great. So have you been there or have you not been there? Right, like, very not, confusing. Why are we confusing this? Um, so I was really upset about that, but she walks into this restaurant. And on the way she tells him about, you know, he's kind of asking her, because he's a nice guy, like, what do you do? And she's saying, oh, I'm a tour guide. And He's asking her where she works, but she doesn't want to tell him that she just got fired. So she's like, oh, I'm thinking of starting my own company. And um, he's, you know, he's actually very helpful and and nice. And um, I kind of is like a little bit like starting to help her, you know, think through things. But she can't let him ask too many questions just yet. Yep. So she's kind of. And she tells him like Christmas in Rome is the real deal. It is the real deal. She also, like, schools him a bit on, like, the norm, the cultural norms of doing business in Italy and how it's, like, different than New York. Which, like, why doesn't he know that? Why Why is he not culturally competent? Why is, and why is no one at his firm culturally competent? He's kind of Emily in Paris, actually, he, now that I think about is. it. He is. Except absolutely. less basic, but, like, I know, but he problems. is. But, like, and, like, at least in her case, you're, like, all right, you're, like, young but she's actually not that young yeah but he is like supposed to be the seasoned business guy right. that's like done all these like global acquisitions and like completely so like he's, why like, fresh why, off the boat. why is he a bad traveler a bad navigator he doesn't know how to navigate an unfamiliar city he doesn't know how to um you know assess uh, a new environment and figure out how to tread lightly in it so as not to offend people right and so she, she like, tells him up front, you know, they're going to, like, they're going to want to do small talk first. They're going to want to talk about family right. and things. Like, don't rush it, which he, like, doesn't actually end up listening to. And she's, like, trying to, like, coach him a little bit on, like, how doing business is different. Um, so they arrive at the restaurant, and she's going to say goodbye. And then the guy shows up, Luigi, shows up for the meeting and invites her to stay for lunch while she's been, like, trying to school Sam Page on, like, all the cultural norms. So she ends up joining them for lunch, which, like, 
he would have lost the deal if she didn't because she Completely. sits there like saving him because he immediately is like trying to pitch the business. He's, he's like, like, he is business, business, business. So business. He's like. He has zero Christmas. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're taking a bite of your appetizer. Let me not waste your time and just pitch you everything. And she's like, whoa, Has whoa, he never whoa. been to Europe before? That was the question that I was asking it in this scene. Seems that way. I was like, you don't have any sense of, like, what the cultural norms are. You don't You don't seem to understand that people value their mealtime. Like, they want to savor the food they're eating. Like, I, I just don't know. He was very... And, and also, it's like, okay, if you don't know that ahead of time, fine. But you would think for... for you to be someone who can get to this point in your career where you're making these types of decisions, you're being put on an overnight flight to Rome at the last minute, you would have some savvy around like, oh, I don't know this situation, but let me like pay attention to context clues and try to read it and and get more acclimated. And he did none of that. He just kind of like bull in a China shop, like China shop kind of like barged in and was like, Trying to do things like in an in an American way. Yep. Yep. Um, so because it is in Rome, they don't actually close the business deal at lunch. Right. And so basically he he's got a plan, I think, to go to the factory, if you for lack of other word, um the next day. So he's walking out of the restaurant with uh Angela, Lacey Chabert, and basically, like... His name is Oliver, by the way. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. We did Which is my... Oh, we did. Sorry. We did not mention... Oh, we didn't mention it. That it's your cat's name. It's my cat's name, also. Yes. Yes. Which is the first clue how we knew this movie was made for cats. Yep. Um, There will be more clues. Don't worry. Um, So then he, he basically, like, offers to pay her to be his tour guide while he's there... And, like, help him see Rome, um, given that, basically, he's he's finally realized he's going to need to actually, like, do some tourist stuff in order to be able to, like, tell Luigi he's made the most of his time in Rome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, wait. She also gets really excited to take him on, like, a Christmas tour of Rome. Because everything is Christmas. Everything is Christmas. It's, like, uh, it's it's Christmas overkill, but that's, I mean, that's Hallmark, right? So, yeah. So, we're, um, we're very into this whole, like, Christmas in Rome, very special thing. Um, and... Uh, I wrote he should have a Christmas girlfriend. Like, that was a conflict that could have been included in this movie. Like, you or like, sorry, I mean, girlfriend? I mean, he could have had a business girlfriend because Lacey Chabert was definitely the Christmas girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as we did the like gender swap, that was a thing that was missing. Right. Like, there he should have like had someone, existing love. He interest. should have had some horrible girlfriend back in New York. That's like, get worked, the promotion. Worked at his firm. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Close the deal, he man. He should have had that. Um, but did you, it's so kind of his boss though, his boss kind of, you know, but they're, but role. they were not doing they weren't the boner snuggles. Yeah, no, not so really. it was fine. It could have been though. She was hot. She was hot. She looked like tired, mm. which is not a slight against that actress. Cause like, I think she should have looked tired cause that job seemed exhausting. Yeah. Um, but I did like when, when, um, so after the lunch, when Lacey is saying to him, like, I saved your pancetta, that's bacon. That was 
brilliant. Also, he should know what pancetta means. Right. Like, that's actually embarrassing for it. And, and, and also, he would know what pancetta is because he grew up rich. I which would, we find out I later. I would think. I would think. Um, so, she takes him. She walks into his hotel because he doesn't know where he's going. He offers to pay her to be the tour guide. They seem to kind of, like, agree on that. Um, oh, this is also the part where I was saying, like, it probably would have been better if there were no Christmas in this movie. This is yeah. a movie that did not require Christmas. I loved this movie. All. It Same. was great for business Christmas gender swap. Uh, Christmas was not a necessary ingredient for this Absolutely movie. Absolutely not. Whatsoever. Um, okay. It actually felt forced at a lot of points. It did, because so like, she just kept harping on Christmas. and Like, bitch, shut up. Like, we don't care about Christmas right now. Just, like, Christmas drinks, enjoy your walk. Christmas, the, like, everything was labeled Christmas and right. unnecessary. Right. In fact, as you just alluded to, they get to the hotel and he immediately meets his boss's friends. Margaret and Margaret Jack. and Jack. I can't remember their names. Cat can. And they're like, we're going to get Christmas drinks. We're going to get our Christmas cocktails. And I was like, why are they? It's like, again, December 20th. They say the date a lot. Like, why are they... Christmas cocktails. What is the Christmas cocktail? I want a Christmas cocktail. Am I missing so out mad. on a Christmas cocktail? Like, is it eggnog? Is it Italian me, eggnog? Like, what is Christmas cocktail? I'm envisioning. I just want, I want part of it. I'm envisioning just, like, the kind of drinks that they serve at Miracle. They also just could have been going to cocktail Right, hour. and it just like, happens to be to Christmas because it's the week of Christmas. Fair. It's very confusing. Um... But meanwhile, uh, Oliver pitches Angela's business to them and says, she's my tour guide, and it's this kind of authentic thing. And they're like, oh, do you have any names yet? And she's like, oh, no. I mean, she literally got fired the day before. And yeah. she's like, no, I don't have any names. And Sam Page is like, I have a few ideas. What about roaming Rome? Which was yeah, he's pretty not, funny. He's not a, I like it. I like it a lot. Tim was a, a fan of roaming Rome. <laughs> Some of his ideas were great, and some were... He's just not really a branding person, I would say. Correct. Correct. Um, And then he... I think he... I wrote down, you need my help, which I think he said to her, but I don't actually know. It could have been the other way around. They needed each other. It was clear from the beginning. Why I shipped this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing I have is she's with her best friend. Do you have anything else? I... No, I have telling BFF. Okay. Oh, also, I have why isn't she getting kicked out of the country? <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Unemployed in a country where we don't believe she's a citizen. Yep. Um. So basically, yeah. Then we next see her with who we just assume is her BFF because it's someone she's friends with, and they're hanging like Christmas lights outside of a building. I'm not sure we ever really fe- like. Was that? Where they live, they I are neighbors. really was very unclear on what that building was. They I do live in the same apartment, apartment building, but like it was like a mansion, and they never actually like tell you what where it is that they're hanging up all these Christmas lights. It was very strange. Um, but she, they tell each other about it, and like I don't know. There's not much more to say about no, that. that. We was, just that meet scene, the best friend, right? Exactly. That that was the entire point of that scene was to meet Francesca, who I don't even know if we got her name in that scene. I got it later. I but, didn't get it there. I got it later. Um, and then the next thing I have was when we <laughs> see Oliver in his ho- in his hotel room wearing a robe, and we're at first the three of us are like, "Oh, great robe!" Like we're excited. And then Nicole, you pointed out something very weird. So he's wearing this bathrobe that's like pinned at the neck, like. 
like they were like Hallmark was afraid to show any chest hair or anything. So it's literally like choking him at the neck. Yep. The weirdest bathroom I've ever seen no. in the biggest hotel room I've ever Completely. seen in Europe, which to be fair, like he is obviously wealthy. So like it makes I mean, sense that it's a big hotel room, but like it was very, it was very big for a European hotel completely. room. And he's in this plush robe that you want to feel is comfortable, but is choking him. Right, completely. Mm-hmm. I was like, and you were like, why is his robe pinned to the, the top? Like, why can't we see any chest hair? And I was like, ah, oh, it's like too hot for Hallmark. Like, I don't know. Chest hair uh, is like a little scandalous, Yeah, I no, no collar bones in Hallmark. No collarbones for Hallmark. Oh, man. So they, so he meets, um... Lacey that morning at 10 o'clock which she says is very early in Italy which that that tracks um and it's their first day with her showing him around as his tour his private tour guide um and she pins this like star of David shaped snowflake on his lapel. I didn't even notice it was Star of David. I noticed shape. it oh my later. Gosh. I didn't in the oh, beginning. I just thought it was a nuts. snowflake. And the later I was like, oh, that's like not really snowflake. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, And it's a GPS pin because she doesn't want to lose anyone on her tours because she did it once when there were like 13 rugby Irish players. rugby players. But here's the thing. Like, how is she going to lose this one, one guy? Man? I know. It well. But it also implies that she has a box full of these GPS trackers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, Tim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so true. Um, wait. So, I have a quote here, and I don't have any context for it. But it's clearly her asking him, do you ever think about anything oh, other than business? I can fill you in on this. Because they first go to the Coliseum. Oh, that's right. And he's, she's like... He's like, what an engineering feat. And she's like, yeah, it's all so beautiful. And then she's like, did you know it was built in just 10 years? He's like, what productivity? Oh, that's right. I forgot And then she goes, yeah, do you ever think about anything besides business? Because engineering and productivity are business terms. He can obviously not see this, like, structural, historical, architectural thing. He can't just, like, be in the moment and enjoy himself. He has to, like, think about it through a business lens. Exactly. That is why he needs to be more Christmas. Yes. So then the next point in our journey of Oliver has no cultural experience or awareness is um or chase my cat, actually. <laughs> Funnily enough. Um he he then mentions that he had a latte that morning and it was just really weak and he feels so tired cuz it it just didn't do the trick. And like, I'm sorry, if you're drinking if you're drinking espresso in Rome, that is not gonna be your problem. You don't not taste it. Yeah. Um, so Lacey informed him he should have ordered a cafe latte. Ordering just a latte would be just milk. I think anyone in the world who is expecting coffee and tastes just milk would notice, but he didn't, because he this was an Emily in Paris moment for sure. And so then he's they, kind of a himbo. He, at least in the beginning. Um, so then she's like, "Don't worry, I've got the perfect place." And they go to this cute little coffee cart that's like yep. in the gardens, gorgeous, uh, to get him the coffee that he needs. Yeah. Um. One more thing before they get the coffee. Um. 
he's like kind of lagging behind her and is a little bit out of breath and she's she's like trying to like placate him and she's like I give walking tours he's like kind of like how are you you know kind of keeping up this pace or whatever right she's like I give walking tours all day and they build up stamina trust me it'll be worth it and I was like oh that sounds like a double entendre like what what's happening here oh hey someone has stamina Tim just gave me a look. All right. Um, so we'll, okay. we'll, let's like hurry so, through this. You know, yeah. Get back to it. Um, so, so they go to order the coffee and she orders two coffees but puts up three fingers. And he's like, why did you put up three fingers? And she's like, oh, we do this like um, cafe suspeso, which means like suspended coffee. She's essentially buying the next person's coffee mm-hmm. for them, which – they claim is this Christmas tradition in Rome. I did not actually Google that one to see oh, if it was real or not. Um, but it seemed lovely. They reference it a few times throughout the movie of this, like, when you, around Christmas time. And again, maybe it's not a Christmas thing. Maybe it's an all, all the time thing. Yeah, everything's being Christmified, Christmasified here, where I'm just not sure that it's yeah all Christmas. But either way, you pay for the next person's coffee, um, which was a lovely gesture. So then they have their coffees and... They sit down on a bench and start having some, like, real talk. At which point, everyone agrees that he is a workaholic. Um, Also, at which point, he uh, tells us that his father ran a Fortune 500 at his age. Makes no sense. And, uh, like, I I did not look up how old Sam Page is, but, like, maybe 40? mid-30s. I thought, I was going to say 35. He is just graying, like... At, at most temp- 40. At, like, at his temples. And, and I'm sorry, like, I just don't think that your father You're ran a no. Fortune 500 company at 35, no, 40 years sense. old. Like, no. There's no way. Um, but, yeah, basically, they end up, like, having this, like, long emotional conversation. And he's, he offers to help her write a business plan for her business. And they kind of, like, for her, this, like, tour guide idea that she has, it's, like, much more authentic and Christmassy. Um, versus just, like, seeing, you know, doing your seven selfies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Seven way, to ten selfies. The way that, like, he's like, I can do a business plan in my sleep. And I'm like, but, like, can you what? for, a, for like, a tour guide what? company? Like, like what? what is your job? What is your area of expertise? Like, what? nothing about his background makes sense. No, it doesn't. It was very confusing. Um, and he just is like, I know how to write a business plan. And I'm like, I, but, like. Do we, have you done that for a tour guide company before? That's, like, a very specific thing that is not the same as, like, manufacturing, which is the only other thing that I know that he's got experience in because of the, right. like, the it's reason why like a bad pickup line that they went too far with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can oh. do your business plan. Hmm. Yeah, I got stamina. Um, yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. So she, but, like, overall, she's just trying to, like, kind of convince him, like, um, the way that he's thinking about acquiring this business is not going to work for the Italian market. It's just not how people do business here. And, and in general, so it's a cultural thing. And then more specifically, she's telling him like, like what she's observed of Luigi personally, like this is not how he's going to do business. Right. And he was like pretty clear that he wants, like the whole reason that, Oliver hired her was because Luigi was like 
the next time we meet, you need to tell me what you've seen. Yeah, you need to know things about my culture, my city. Yeah. I need to see that you're taking a real interest versus, like, you're coming in, writing a check, and then flying back out in the first flight. Right, right. So I think from there they go to his factory. Yes. And so you you basically walk... Well, no, first... um, Well, so she... This is when she tells him, before they go to the factory, she tells him... That he should probably buy gifts for Luigi's grandkids. Um, and they also walked through this area that was decorated in a way that seemed very American. Oh, yeah. They were, like, large inflatable Yeah, it was snowmen. very tacky <laughs> and American. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But then they go to the pottery shop, essentially. Yeah. So they've kind of built it as this, like, kind of big manufacturing operation. But, like, you end up in this, like, small, dimly lit, like, workroom where people are at tables hand-painting stuff. And, you know, everything, like, Oliver is very much questioning the efficiency and the production and, like, how's everyone, like, getting, you know, your margins on these pieces much must be much less than on those because of how much time it takes to hand paint all this stuff. Yeah. They do a lot of, it's a ceramics company, they do a lot of ornaments and things like that that are all hand painted. And Luigi has this great line where he says, art cannot be rushed. I know. There are a lot of inspiring phrases like that in this movie that I'm just going to have to go home and write in my journal. Yeah, it spoke, it spoke to me, it spoke to you, I think. Yep. Tim, maybe not so much. Tim, were you... Did you feel spoken to? No. Mm. Did you feel seen by this? Um, but I wrote, he is so awkward trying to impress Luigi like it's a first date and failing. And then ultimately he does at least like hand off the presents that he's procured for Luigi's grandchildren. So that part is like, he's making up for it a little bit, but he just like doesn't, he doesn't have any, he's really just unsophisticated about how to navigate this relationship. Like he doesn't really know how to build a relationship for someone who is in biz dev. That is confusing. Like that's your entire job is relationship building. Yeah. And even the on the acquisition side of what he does, like you would think you, you would need to like know how to make people feel safe in order for them to accept your deal. Like it just feels like, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like um like kind of um soft skill type business stuff that's left on the table when it comes to Oliver. Agreed. Similar. However, between <laughs> between buying the gift and having seen the seven hills of Rome from oh, like that's the right. special behind the scenes but place they that they didn't name the seven hills. They named they were like, seven things. They were like the Palatine. <laughs> well, that's a hill. No, no, that is the hill. That's what I was going to say. Palatine is the only actual hill I heard them name. Yeah, everything else is just like Aquiline. I used to have to memorize them. I don't remember what the other five are. I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's like, Saint. they were like, oh, there's St. Peter's Basilica. I'm like, that's not a hill. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I... So no wonder he didn't know the hills. Either way, he was impressed enough that he had gone there and like gone on Lacey's real tour versus just the selfie tour and impressed with the gifts so he's set so then he says tomorrow is December 22nd you should come to dinner they're (laughs) obsessed with the date like the date was a really weird thing that kept being brought up Mm -hmm. um so I think the next thing I have is then they leave there excited about having been invited to dinner yep tomorrow 
and they I think they're in St. Peter's Square, but maybe somewhere else. I know similar, yeah. And they run into Tommaso. Yes, the old boss leading a huge tour of people. And Oliver is like the best wingman ever. Completely great business wingman is and, what I wrote. Yeah. He's basically like, This is my private tour guide. She's got the best ideas. We've hired her for our business for the rest mm-hmm. of the year or for like for next year. Like what a great businesswoman. Like he immediately sniffs out that Tomazo's a dick yeah. and is like, See, let so me rub this in your face. He can read personal business situation. Like he can read the personal side of a business situation, but it's just like selective. I don't really get uh, it. Very like, confusing. Like you have that intuition there, but you didn't have it when dealing with an actual deal that you were trying to close. I don't, I don't really get it. But he was great there. And then I wrote, this is the business version of running into your ex with your hotter new boyfriend. So true. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Have you met this piece over here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're great. We're really happy. Yeah. What was your name again? I know we were living together for three years, but like, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. How did, how did that thing work out? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, we're great though. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Great point. Um, so she's very grateful for that. Yeah. And then uh, Oliver asks her to lunch, and they have a whole, like, ten-minute conversation about, is this a date? Because if it's a date, I don't know. And, like, should we be dating if, like, I'm your tour guide and I've, you're my, you know. Wow. That's, I mean, because that's definitely a fraught relationship, right? Your tour guide. You can't date your tour guide. Yeah. No. It was um, intense. And so I I guess they maybe end up in, either instead or they go to lunch and I missed it. They end up like shopping for a Christmas tree together for her house. Oh, yeah. That's yep. the next thing I have. I'm yep. not sure how they got there. Um, no, unclear, but they did. And then um, they, so they take the Christmas tree back to her place. Yep. And then suddenly a child runs in. Yes. And then Oliver shakes hands with the child. Which is weird in any context. Oh, I didn't know he shook hands with the child. I only remembered that he shook hands with, like... Yeah. Oh, my god. I was gosh. put up by the whole thing because he shakes hands with the child, then he shakes hands with Francesca, the right, best friend, that. her husband. Shaking hands is weird right now, guys. Shaking I don't know what... I don't know when you're listening to this, but we are recording it in December of 2020, so you can probably remember what that was like. Well, and the other thing I was thinking, and again, like, most of my international business experience has not been in Italy, however... Almost everywhere in Europe, you kiss people on the cheek. You don't shake hands. Oh, good and point. And so the whole thing really threw me off. Everything I'm like, is wrong. I'm like, uh, coronavirus, this feels weird. Also, you're shaking hands with a kid, which is weird. And then if this is one of the other cultures that I typically experience, like, you shouldn't be shaking hands at all. Like, the whole thing really threw no, me off. No, none of that is good. You're right. That makes no um, sense. But we do meet the friends. They're all great. Everyone's super fun. We can't wait to see a movie about Francesca and her husband. Yep. Very cute. Love them. Um, so then they start, they're making these gingerbread houses, or more accurately, their child is making a gingerbread house. Meanwhile, uh, Oliver is making a gingerbread coliseum, but of course he screws it up because adults cannot make gingerbread Oh, structures. is it adults? I thought it was a business thing. Business people. Oh, I thought it. Do I don't know. Having been in a situation where I've watched adults try to make gingerbread, I just assumed it was that mm. based on real life experience. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, but then, so they they deal with that whole failure of gingerbread making, and then she walks him home after that. 
Yes. I think she's still ultimately worried that he's just going to get lost again. True. But it, but it was unclear why but I don't she know. Like, him home. You have his phone number. You can you have his GPS snowflake. Also, he has a fucking phone. How can he not get to his hotel in the first he's place? He's useless. He doesn't make any sense. I know. So she, yeah, she walks him home and then the next thing I have is the next day. Yep. Okay. Completely. So she shows up at the hotel the next day to like be tour guide on the next day. And we immediately got extremely excited because there were Vespas out front of the hotel yes. and it was clear that they were about to go for a Vespa ride. And I love Vespas. And Kat also just bought her niece a mint green Vespa for Christmas. I did. She is a little over one year old. So it's a, tiny um, it's a Vespa. baby toddler. It's a toddler Vespa. So um, it'll be all right. But mint green. Beautiful. It is the exact color of Vespa that I want for my adult size Vespa in the near future. <laughs> Um, but we got really excited about that. That is the thing. That was part of why Kat is kind of in this movie. Um, and so she takes him to the bakery that we saw at the beginning that had the unfortunate gluten incident. And they walk in and she says, Buon Natale to the owner who like literally a day ago she had also said Merry Christmas to. And I was like, you don't. Every day. You don't literally say Merry day. Christmas to someone you see every day. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, so, basically, this guy has apparently agreed to let them bake stuff in his bakery. It feels like a health code violation. I don't know. I don't know what their health codes are, but I feel like it would be a violation of ours. And then, meanwhile, it's this, like, tiny little bakery up front with just, like, you know, the counter, basically. Yep. But the back is, like, ten times the size of my apartment. And right, it's huge, and it doesn't look like, as you pointed out while we were watching, like it doesn't look like the back of a bakery. Any sort of, yeah, it just looks like commercial like a large, large wooden room with tables on it, Completely. and it was it's very confusing. And then they were wearing aprons with the name of the place El Forno on yep. it. Which just, again, given the size of the shop, did not really seem like you would have, like, uniform aprons just available for strangers coming in. But basically, we've learned that they've they've decided to make panettone for going to dinner at Luigi's. Um, yeah. This is one of the cultural things that she has guided him on, is, like, we should bake panettone and bring it. That will help you with your deal cultural norms, something or other. Yeah. So then we have, like, a super cute baking scene, most of which was unbelievable. Um, Tim had a lot of criticisms of the dough the preparation. Actual, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if you have Tim, any you have anything to share? But you noted that there was a strategic cut where they went from, like, this really useless, unformed dough to, like, the dough suddenly looking Suddenly great. it was perfect. Very subtle, but it, the dough turned out good, and I don't think four hands in the same dough, dough would typically oh, turn Oh, yeah. Out no, perfect. it was a ghost situation. Yeah. So, they're, like, kneading the dough, and their hands come out, and they're totally clean. And I'm like, <laughs> no, your hands would be covered in this dough. And then he's apparently doing a terrible job and makes a ball of dough. So then she needs it with him. And it's totally a scene out of Ghost. And I'm like, like are yeah, we, where I, is Unchained Melody yeah, on this soundtrack? Like, it felt like 
someone was about to die, and then, like, Whoopi would appear from nowhere. Right. Um, and tell her, tell, I don't know, who is in Danger Girl in this film? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. It was a cute scene. It was very unbelievable. But then his cell phone rings. Right? So then he answers his phone. He does answer his phone. Um, With his elbow, because he supposedly has... He's like, well, my hands are covered in dough, but they're not Not really. Um, Yeah, I don't know what happened on that call, actually. I didn't write that down. It was uh, his boss again, because his boss is Of course, the only person who calls him. Oh, yeah. She's like, are you closing it? It seems like it's slow. What's happening? And he's like, no, no, no. This is how you do business in Italy, because I'm an expert now. Well, yeah, and my, my issue there was, like, why is his boss also culturally incompetent? Very true. Very true. Like he, she doesn't even believe him when he's, like, trying to explain. Like, one, you don't trust your employee. Two, like, you don't have any sense that, like, different cultures value different things or or conduct business differently. It's so weird. I don't know. The other very important thing we learn in this scene is that um, Lacey Chabert was previously engaged. Oh, yeah. And she was planning the perfect Christmas wedding. Of course. Side note, we later find out her parents also got married at Christmas and met at Christmas. So, like, Christmas is a theme. Um, um, here's the thing, though. Yeah. I identified a plot hole during this discussion, which is she should hate Christmas. Great In point. any other Hallmark movie, someone who is left at the altar or, like, thereabouts on your Christmas, perfect Christmas In the wedding? Christmas season would hate Christmas. Christmas. And would not want, would hate both love and Christmas. And she is just, like, a perfectly well-adjusted person. For the most part. Yep. Yeah, what was interesting was, like, this guy left her at the altar the week before, and that was, like, five years ago, and then she just, like, picked up and moved to Rome, because her parents had fallen in love in Rome when they were doing study abroad in college. And, um, yeah, so that's why she lives in Rome now. Um, she, she just always loved it. Her parents took her there as a kid. Um, the next day, in fact, we find out a little bit more because they go to the Trevi Fountain together, which was the emptiest I've ever seen the Trevi yeah, Fountain. Completely. There were like five other people there, which is just not how that works. Um, and like he asks, why are people throwing all these coins into the Trevi Fountain? Because again, culturally illiterate. <laughs> and really so is. she explains like, oh, you know, you throw a coin in and you know, it means you're going to have a return trip to Rome yep. someday. And so he turns around and throws a bunch of coins in. And she's like, hold on, what did you do? Because apparently, and this is actually true because I Googled it because I just couldn't believe it. If you throw in one coin, it means a return trip. If you throw in two coins, it means you're going to have a love affair. And if you throw in throw in three coins, it means marriage. Um, they say it a bit differently in the Hallmark movie. They say one is like uh, return trip, right? W- one is return trip. Two is it's yeah. less than love affair. It's like yeah. less risque than love affair. And then three is true love, mm-hmm. which equals marriage. Okay, fine. Um, I mean, you have. I to had like, never heard the end of that before, so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so suddenly, now we all know they're going to have to get married, as though we didn't know that when the movie started. That's the only way you can have sex, also, in the Hallmark Cinematic True. Universe. So True. Um, but these we, people need to bone, because they are hot, and I would watch That's it. true. They're hot, and they are, they've got good chemistry, They I do. Thought. They actually have great chemistry. Yeah. Their, their chemistry was good for the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So we three out of three podcasters agree. <laughs> so we also find out that like I actually don't know if we find this out here or later, but like her parents also threw all the coins in, so you know it's real. Yep, that's real for sure. Um, yeah. So the next thing I know, there. I just wrote, damn girl, that dress. I wrote, Lacey looks hot. And I wrote, I want to go on a Christmas date in a bodycon dress. I'm mad. Getting really upset about no Christmas parties this year. Yeah. So I think this has to be when they were going to dinner at his house with the panatone. Yes, and she was in the really hot, like, bodycon red dress. Versus the other A-line red dress. First hot dress, yes. She has two hot red dresses. Two hot red dresses. Similar neckline on both of them with, like, off the shoulder. Tits out. Tits out. Love it. Love this journey for her. The first one is very form-fitting. I was so into it, and I just, like, want to have a reason to dress up again. Yeah, I know. I'm really upset as I sit here wearing sequins, but still. Like, I want to have a reason, not just, like, I make up a reason. Yeah. But literally, my words were, damn girl, that dress. Um, And then, I believe they go to Luigi's house. They have the panettone. It's, like, a whole big deal. A lot of things happen, but I, like, didn't write anything down about that. Um, I didn't write a whole lot about it. Uh, I wrote, he needs to move to Rome. And she deserves to not work that hard and just live her best life and be a rich dude's wife. I ship this couple so hard. Uh, and that's all I wrote until after dinner. So they had a lovely dinner with this with these, yes. this group of people. Yeah, the group of people, by the way. So they're at Luigi's house, which is yep. like this fucking mansion that was insane. Yep. His wife, Sophia, who is awesome. Yep, she was the best. And then Amazing the couple whose dress. names I can't remember. Margaret and Jack. Margaret and Jack are somehow there too. I'm not, I mean, it's they, a weird set, it's a weird situation because it's like, oh, never explain it. We're like considering a hostile takeover of your company, but it's not hostile. It's, it's not like, hostile. It's, it's kind like of a, a gentle takeover. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like you want it. A gentle know. takeover. Blurred lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a Robin Thick takeover of your company. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, but they have a delightful dinner, and then I basically have them leaving next is really kind of, like, Yeah, yeah, they leave, and he wants to go get hot chocolate, which, I'm sorry, is entirely my thing. Like, please take me to go hot chocolate. Yeah, he's like, let's get hot chocolate, and she's like, no. And he's like, let me come help you with your business. Oh, also, uh, we did not mention this. He has set up a meeting with Margaret and Jack to talk to her about her business because he thinks that they'll be investors for her. Yeah, because he's great. So he's she's a like, wingman let me, end. that meeting's happening tomorrow. Let me come help you with your business plan. And she's like, uh, no. So she just like keeps like cock blocking him. Yep. And there's no reason why. Absolutely not. I think, I don't know. She's, there's some stuff for her to work out in therapy. Yeah, for sure. Um... Okay, but then the next thing I have is that Tommaso calls her. No, so first... Oh, I missed something. Then it's the next day. Okay. He's been shut down. She's been working on her business plan. He's texting her business, photos business, business. from the night before to include in her proposal, blah, blah, blah. And he basically calls her and is like, hey, what if you just take the day off? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, so... You don't want to date one of your clients, but what if I'm not your client for 24 hours and you take the day off and then we can go to dinner tonight? And she's like, yeah, let's do that. Yep. So they agree to go to this dinner 
And then we also see that he is painting an ornament. Oh, so he's at Luigi's house painting an ornament. Yep. But then, yes, then Tommaso calls her after that. Oh, yeah. So Tommaso calls. He wants her to come back to work. Boomerang. And I wrote, straight up ex-boyfriend energy. Deal with your life, Tommaso. And 100%. She, she once again says a variation of her earlier phrase, but this time she says, my tour isn't just for people who want to take the top 10 selfies of Rome. Yeah, we've added to the number we've of added selfies. three more selfies, potential selfies of but Rome. But this tour is not for them. Yeah. Not so for those, Tommaso, not for Tommaso, shut down. And the reason why he's come back to her is because he finally looked at their Yelp reviews or something. Like, or TripAdvisor reviews. And was like, yeah, what a dumbass. You didn't already know she was a star? Yeah. And like, they mentioned her by name because, of course, they do because she's doing something interesting and off the beaten path. Yeah. And not just like parroting the same script you're giving to all your other people. The weird thing about this whole subplot to me, though, is like, Tommaso is Italian, she's American. And yet he's the one who's pushing her to do more like Americanized yeah, tours. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I mean, maybe that's where he saw success before. I don't know, but Fair. either way, she's like, "I'm good. I'm gonna actually go build this business I've been talking about." Right. So you do you, Tommaso. Peace. And keep my name out of your mouth. And then she immediately goes to pitch her business to. Margaret and Jack. Margaret and Jack. Thank you. I don't know why I don't have their names. Those are the I only just, names I know. They're out of my head. And she pitches. She does her pitch to them. She talks about getting, like, local Romans to be the tour guides. And she already knows them because of what yep. she's done in the business. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the next thing I have is that we're back at Luigi's. And Luigi, I don't, I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead, but he essentially tells um, Oliver that he got the business, which was not a surprise to anyone watching. I mean, if you know Hallmark movies, fine. But, like, even if you don't, like, there were no other players that you've met that are involved. There's not even a whisper of competition. It's not like, oh, we're up against those bad guys. Like, it just literally was like, you get the business. And Oliver is shocked. Like, jaw drop, oh my god, what, how? And it's like, dude, like, you had no competition. Literally, you're the only person. How is this a surprise? You are painting a fucking ornament in his shop. Like, you're best friends. You but had- also, he's supposed to close business deals all the time. Like, this is his normal I thing. I know. And he Why? totally yeah, is immediately really like, to oh, this is like, Trump. never happened. Um... So then the next next thing I wrote, which you very quickly pointed out was not true, was like, uh, is she going on a date in the same dress as she wore before? Because it was a very similar it red dress with a similar yep. neckline, although this one was A-line and not super form-fitting. Yep, completely. Um, but she looked great both times. She looked fantastic. Killing it, Lacey. Lacey killed it this, this entire film. She's and beautiful. She owns it. Yeah, this journey for her. So she's, like, getting ready to go on the date. She has a chat with Francesca that I don't really remember. And then she walks outside and Kat's dream come true. Oh, completely. Uh, Horse-drawn carriage. Waiting for her with Oliver there to, like, take her on this date. So I'm a big believer in animal rights. 
but also, like, I find a horse-drawn carriage to be, like, the most romantic thing ever, so, like, I guess I forget that I don't want to hurt horses when that happens in a film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. It's, like, not that that cute in real life. My main point of bringing this up is, like, how made for you this movie is. No, completely. This is my type. This is, Like, like, your dream. No, and I wrote... Uh, somewhere in my notes, I have, like, how I need to stop watching these. Oh, yeah, I need to, I gotta stop watching these films because I keep falling in love with the main characters and men in real life just fall short, all caps. <laughs> um, but note to future Cat's husband. No, it's a very you easy need formula. to impress. Tim and I got some ideas for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know yep. what's up. You know who to call. It's not the Ghostbusters. It's not Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it is not the Ghostbusters. No, although I would love to like meet the Ghostbusters women in real life. Yeah, yeah. Side note. Um. Okay. So they go to this fabulous dinner. Leslie Jones could also probably tell you. Oh my god, right? Leslie Jones. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've been watching her like CNN commentary lately. Oh my god, Are you she's aware so good. Yeah, she's so good. Like, so Leslie Jones has been, she's basically been doing this, but, like, in short, digestible clips where she's, like, watching someone on CNN and then just yelling at the TV, and I just want her to be, like, our other best friend that comes over all the time and just watches shit with us and yells at the TV. She's so funny and so smart. Love her. Killing me. Killing me. Love that woman. Um, Okay, so they go to this super fancy dinner, which... Um, at this point, I need to remind you, they've known each other for, like, three days, and she's wearing a dress that's probably $500, and they've done a horse-drawn carriage, and they're the fanciest fucking place this drinking is, this, like, crazy, Wow, like, this is my, this is what I want in my life. Continue. Yeah, but, like, it would be too much if it was, like, real life. I guess not if it was It depends on the energy. Maybe, but, like, it really depends on the energy. It's, like, it, it Tim played either, hard to get for a can, while, and that's, even, like, why but, it worked out. No, like, if, it, he had call, can, if he'd showed up at my door with, no, like... it can be one work. of two things. Like, it can either be, like, this is stressful, and, like, this is a warning sign, these are red flags, which I think in most cases it is. But yes. then if it's, like, the right person, like, this guy doesn't have stressful energy where you're, like, he doesn't seem like the guy who, like, jumps into relationships like this all the time. I guess. I don't know. It just feels like most likely it would come up as too strong. In a Hallmark movie, I'm willing to get on board with whatever they are telling me to do, even when I think the guy is not that cute or, like, I don't think they have great chemistry. Like, you tell me this couple's meant to be and it's in a Hallmark movie, I am on board, okay? I'm there. I'm there. And so here, I'm willing to overlook the minor red flag of, like, you guys have been hanging out for, like, three days. Yeah. Great point. Which I think is literally what's happening because what is the evening? We, that we've he heard is... the date several times. I know. So he got there. I think on this the 20th. is December twenty third. Right. So he got there the twentieth. The so this is yeah. the twenty third. Like they yeah. actually probably shouldn't have told us the dates of any of this. Yeah. Because we could have been like, keep oh, it more he's been there for three weeks. It's fine. Yes. No. He literally was there for like four days total. For terrifying. Okay, that that's actually super unhealthy. Um. Yeah. But anyway. Put that aside, uh, suspension of disbelief, very important in theater. We should, like, um, zoom in a therapist to, like, talk us through, like, <laughs> like what, what kind of complex signs? is going yeah. on here? Yeah. Um, 
So basically then they do this like beautiful gift exchange and he gives her the ornament that he painted, which he certainly did not paint. It was all these scenes of Rome that apparently were all the places she had taken him. The detail, like, I'm sorry. If it were me, it'd be like, here's like a, here's like a box. And that was a Coliseum. Of course. Same. Like this was so intricate. Yeah. But I think he is actually a talented artist. For some reason. Oh, stop. He couldn't have been that talented. That right. was like a leap of the imagination. That's like I said, that was too much. Over no, here on this that couch. was like, I couldn't suspend my disbelief that far. It was absurd. It, it was like crazy. Um, and then she gives him a gift, which is, um, he had seen this photo frame early on when they were like around the crazy Americanized, like blow up Santas and snowmen in that little market. Um, he'd seen this photo frame that was some kind of metal from Verona. It was like Verona, ancient bronze or something. From Verona. And he, she's given it to him and it's got a photo of them in it, which is yep. very sweet. Again, very stalkery that they've only known each other three days. Completely. Um, so they start to have this whole now conversation. Now I'm not agreeing with you. See, I'm just, like, so suggestible. It's a little, it's just a little much. Um, it's just me. Um, so they start to have this very, like, serious conversation where he's like, I don't have to go back right away uh-huh. necessarily. And then she's, like, losing her panties over, like, we could spend Christmas, Christmas together. together. I wrote in all caps, third base. <laughs> And he said, you're the most amazing woman I've ever met, and I don't want to let you go. Like, he's he's a solid dude. Um, another, another thing relevant to this scene, while I was watching this, I was thinking, I'm getting very jealous of people who are drinking wine inside in these movies. Ugh. It is very upsetting to me to watch people sit inside... Like, I was watching a movie last night, a different Hallmark movie, of course. I'm watching these people drink what appears to be a quite oaky-looking Chardonnay inside at an overpriced hotel restaurant that probably isn't that good. And I'm jealous of that, right? Like, that experience sounds amazing to me right now. Like, I will drink the oakiest Chardonnay on the planet right now if you let me drink it at, like, a shitty, middling hotel restaurant indoors where I cannot contract the coronavirus. Agreed. And in this scenario, it was probably a really fucking good Chianti. Right, exactly. The wine was probably good and cheap. Amazing. It was probably excellent and it was probably dirt cheap. Now that I say that, like, we did not see enough cinematography of pizzas. Completely should have shown more pizza. There was not enough pizza in this movie. But it's kind of okay because then we would have just gotten jealous. Um, so they get really excited about spending Christmas together and telling each other things that, if you like each other, are very, like, emotionally amazing. And if you are kind of iffy on the other person, you would have been scared out of your mind. Because you've oh, only completely. known him three days. But then they start dancing. Music's on. She didn't really want to dance, but they end up dancing. And then... I'm sorry, but of all of the, like, Hallmark taboos they tabooed... Because they fucking kissed, and it was not the I end know. of the movie. It was amazing. Don't get me wrong, but this is Hallmark. It was they don't kiss better. before the end of yeah. the movie. Yeah, it was a good kiss. Too. It was a great kiss. I wrote a lot of exclamation points, but I mean, 
like this is one of maybe the five things that Tim knows about these movies is like you don't kiss till the end. Like this is like part of the formula. Jarring when it happens. You're like, whoa, these people are sluts. Yep, it's only a handful of movies where I've seen it. It is becoming, I feel like, becoming more. Yeah, do you think they're trying to, like, appeal? So, like, look, they're broadening their appeal on a bunch of different spectra, right? They have started introducing black cats and made, like, leads, which is great. They did a Hanukkah one last year. Yep, there's Hanukkah. There was a Jew. There are going to be gay people now this year. But, like, Um, really cutting edge here. Right, I know. They're, like, I mean, they're, they're... So there, there are a significant are, amount of And maybe time now you can kiss behind before everyone you get else. married, as long as you right. still get married eventually. So are they trying to, like, bring in the slut population? Uh, like, it's very unclear. We're never going to see boning in these films. No. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, no. literally we would not be able to see it because it would be on screen and then people would have to explain it to their children and whatever. But, like... I would watch a Hallmark porno, though. <laughs> I, but would I? Because, like, what would they show, actually? I would, I'm going to retract that I statement. I would shoot a Hallmark porno. <laughs> <laughs> I would love so, for you to be the the screenwriter oh, for a Hallmark yeah, porno. Yeah, I think I could do that. I feel like so that's, it, like, in your wheelhouse. It was really funny. So, like, I when I did my Valentine's podcast a couple years ago, um, Podcast My Heart, for those listening who missed it. Great um, podcast. I mostly listened to it when I was in Paris. That's great. Oh, Paris, where we could go there. Working out in the gym at the basement oh. of this hotel, which if I were there, I would still feel comfortable doing because I was always the only person only in person that there, gym. Of course. I feel like that's a pretty common hotel gym experience. Yeah. Um, but when I had my, my friend Lauren on as a guest, we did this episode about this Hallmark movie that I'm blanking on the name of, but it's about this, like, it's like this environmentalist chick who, um... On her 30th birthday, like, makes a wish or something that all her wishes, prior wishes come true. Yes. You know that movie? Yes. And I so do. Lauren's main comment at the beginning was, like, this seems like, this feels like a porno. And I was like, oh, actually it really does. Like, the setup feels very, like, it feels like a very um, kind of overproduced sort of, like, this girl sort of looks like someone who could be in porn. <laughs> Um, wow. so I think, like, there actually is kind of an easy... There is a crossover. Yeah, crossover opportunity. There's something easy there? Mm-hmm. There's something easy there, but I also, these people would never be allowed to work in the Hallmark no. universe again. Candace would kick them out of the club. Personally. Yeah. yeah I would be sure. terrified of that. Yeah. Okay, right, let's we, get back to it. We can we can land the ship very soon. We can we can yeah. bring it home. So they are dancing. He gets a phone call like a douchebag, and he answers answers it. the phone call. What are you doing, dude? There is like a lot of hot shit happening here that you're about to ruin. You just fucking kissed a girl in a Hallmark movie before it was the end. I know. And you think it's okay to answer the I phone know. now? Like what? you might get a hand job if you play your cards <gasps> right. Not on. Well, I know we won't see it, but, but like off screen, yeah. it could happen. Maybe we won't know about it. <laughs> Maybe okay. in my fanfic, it will happen. Yes, yes. Okay, like, with hand job fanfic is where we're at here, guys. Hallmark, like, that's, that's Hallmark brand is strong. Okay, so wait, so so he takes the call like a douchebag and finds out he got the promotion. Yep. which is super exciting. But it also means that he's got to be back in the office. Why? On December 26th. Why? Because he's got to be ready to move into his new office in the new year. Ooh. What? No, you know None what? None of this makes sense. Pay someone to do it. Like, are you kidding me? He's like, not going to have to. 
I'm sorry, you're getting promoted. You're already a pretty high up dude in your company. Like someone else is going to manage that for you. Right. So he has an assistant. She can like, none she, of it uh, shouldn't be sexist. She or he can project manage it. Yeah. So not really clear about why that means he has it's to suddenly be back after like literally two minutes ago. He's like, what if I just stay a few more days? So he gets back to the table and basically like, he's like, I'm going to have to go back right away. And Lacey, Yeah, let me ruin the moment completely. Yeah. And Lacey's like, okay, well we can just be friends. Yeah, like, no one is, yeah. No There's one no is, middle ground. There's no, like, give or take. She's just like, okay, we'll just be friends. It's fine. Well, I get not wanting to be in a long-distance relationship of that. To be fair, yes. But what was going to happen if he stayed four more days? Like, right, you're exactly. still in a long-distance relationship. Out. Like, we, it's not like they crossed that bridge yet. Which Well, maybe she would have freaked out four days later. Uh, perhaps, yes. So... Basically, like, dinner's over at that point because he's ruined the handjob night. Right. Like, there's no handjob on the table now. So, the next day, she's... Literally on the table. Continue. (laughs) Or under it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the next day, she's, like, back at her apartment working on her business plan. And she's got, like, three missed calls from him, which was just interesting I guess and she will not answer like, she, them she'll, she'll, but she'll listen the weird thing is like you're not you're not answering his calls but you're listening to his voicemails so it was really weird do you care or don't you yeah so then we're back into like his bathroom at the hotel where he's packing up all his toiletries which Tim pointed out he had a lot of toiletries I mean which, he's a handsome man who's very pulled together and his hair doesn't yeah, move, so he has to sense. I think he had like <laughs> ten different kinds of hair. Gel. He needed to, to be fair. Yeah. His, his hair, hair did not move. The whole, the whole movie. Yeah. Um, so then his boss calls him and they're talking through stuff and and one of them is like indicates that he's on the red eye tonight, and I wrote down like they're there are not red eyes from Europe. It makes no sense. Like the latest flight you could ever get on would be like a nine p.m. flight, which gets you here at like eleven p.m. in New York time. Right. So like, there's no overnight this way. Like it's it just not the way the time make zones any work. Sense. So that pissed me off. And then he must have been pissed off too, because then he fumbles his phone and drops it in the sink, which somehow rendered it un- yeah. like unusable. Yeah, it was. I think Kat said, like, should have just dropped it in the toilet. Like, that would have that, made more I've sense. I've heard of a lot of people doing that. Yes. Versus, like, somehow it was in the sink that was somehow full of water, and it was enough to, like, render the phone useless. Yeah, and I didn't feel like, so I was, like, wondering when that happened. I was like, oh, was there a thing earlier in the movie where, like, his sink wasn't draining? Oh, that would have been useful. Right? That yeah. would have made sense. Or, like, but yeah. I didn't remember any of that happening. No, it didn't. So... As he was about to say, uh, tell his boss something, because he, when he gets cut oh, off, yeah, yeah. Was, he was about to say, actually, I was thinking, and then drops the phone. So we never got to find we out what, what he was going to say. don't know what he was, was thinking. Say. That was very insightful. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> um, so he ends up then, like, leaving the hotel, and he runs into Jack and oh, Margaret. Oh, in the sorry. meantime. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, in the meantime, um, what's your face? Lacey. Yeah, but what's her character's Angela. name? Angela. Angela. Runs into, or runs into, 
is sitting with Francesca and, like, talking through, like, the whole thing about how he left and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and Francesca is like, well, there is a new year right around the corner. <laughs> Which I think is very, sorry, I just wanted to make sure that we had that wisdom dropped on this podcast. Because I think everyone really needs it right now. There is a new year right around the corner. But anyway, and it might mean true love for all of us. Right. And they're, so they're, but they're, like, ultimately, like, they're talking through things. And, um, and... And it comes out like, oh, Lacey, sorry, Angela knows, like, he hasn't left quite yet. He's still doing all this stuff. And then, um, as you say, we cut back to him, and he runs into Margaret and Jack. Yes. And he basically says, I'm on this flight tonight, but I'm going to stop and meet uh, Luigi at this, like, Christmas concert in St. Peter's Square. Right. And then also he tells them, like, oh, I don't, my phone, I drop my phone in the yes. sink and it doesn't work. Yeah. So they're aware the phone's broken. They, they now have the information, which is important to the, to the plot. They're like, oh, we don't have time to make it anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Go have fun. So he leaves. And then suddenly Angela shows up trying to find him. He's not there. She turns and sees Jack and Margaret having a Christmas cocktail in the hotel restaurant. Of course, Christmas cocktails, always. Yeah. And they explain. Every day of December. She says she's been trying to call him. They explain his phone was broken, so it was very important, that little run-in. And that he has not actually gone to the airport yet. He is stopping at St. Peter's Square for the, for the Christmas concert, which Lacey knows about. Right, and is like, of course. Oh. So, she's We all know like, about everything happening in our major world city. Correct. So she's like, I'm going to hop on a Vespa and get there. And Margaret's like, we're coming too. And Jack's like, we are. Like, but they all, they get on their Vespas and they rush there. And, um, Lacey, like they get there in the crowd and they're like, how are we ever going to find him? And dun, dun, dun. If you recall from the beginning of the movie, Lacey gave a Star of David Snowflake GPS tracker to Oliver yep. when he became her tour guide uh, or tour, tour attendee. Guide-y? Tour guide? Tour guide? Tour participant? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but um, anyway, you called this super early on. You were like, oh, she's giving him this. This is going to be a plot point later. Yeah. Well, then he did have a moment we skipped over because it wasn't super relevant, but... As he was packing, he, like, came oh, across took, yeah, it yeah, and yeah. was, like, all sentimental and put yeah. it in his, like, chest pocket. Yeah. It was very, like, what on And so, yeah, she uses the GPS finder to then find him in this huge crowd, which was not actually that crowded by the time they found each other. And so they, like, have this beautiful moment where they're, like, oh, you're here, you're here. Um, and then we find out that, actually, Oliver has decided he is not going to go back to New York. Right. And he has uh, the opportunity to basically run Luigi's company from here. I feel like you already called, you had also called that, like, fairly early in the film. Yeah, probably. These movies, I guess, are not that hard to predict, ultimately. Yeah. That's true. Then they have this conversation about how they didn't want to be long distance, and it's like, blah, 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 and now you don't have to be. Yep. Then there's a super weird moment where they take a photo next, or they stand next to oh, this God. Christmas tree in the square 
where apparently 40 years ago her parents stood for their photo and it's supposed to be romantic and not like really fucked up and edible. It's super creepy though, it's yeah. Really edible weird. is a good word for it. And like Tim, you brought up like but how Jenny did they even know edible. it was that? Well, Oliver was the one who points it out and says, Oh, well, isn't this the place where right, your parents exactly. stood? Which, and, like, and, he's too obsessed, actually. And Angela didn't. You know what? That makes him creepy more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, he's been stalking her parents' photos. Like, what? Didn't make any sense. No. Oh, her parents are dead. We never did we say that. Oh, we forgot to Yeah, I mean she had dead parent vibes from the beginning. Yeah, but yeah like, it's irrelevant really. But they had met there and it was important to her. And he recognized it from this tiny little black and white photo from 40 years before. And so they're like, Oh, we're standing here, and then it's like then they kiss again. So now we really knew it was the end of the movie. <laughs> and then it like zooms out on this like super fake moon and St. Peter's background. Like we're pretty sure actually a lot of it was filmed in Rome. Again, we didn't This Google scene this. did not seem that this way. Scene, this this scene is like soundstage like, motherfucker. Yeah. The weirdest like painted moon Completely. halo. Oh, um, the moon yeah, the moon was super fake. Yeah, the moon upset me. I wrote down fake moon as my last comment on mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's kind of it, right? Yeah. There's not much more to the film. No, the um, moon was the end. The, the terrible the fake, moon. Yeah. But hopefully they boned, or at least handied. Would have been a good <laughs> ending. Yeah. Uh, well, my parents aren't listening to this one. Um, my, yeah. my mom is probably going to listen to yeah. it. That's just fine. She knows I know what things are. At least are. I'm the one Adult saying things. it, not you then. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, cool. so well, I love that movie. Tim, I... thanks for joining us. Yes. Did you enjoy your experience? A wonderful Hallmark film. Hallmark film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved it. I will probably, like, I'll watch it again. watch it again. Samesies. Um, In fact, I'd seen like five minutes of it here and there and yeah. recommended it because I loved it. Um, There's also like this new like theme of doing Christmas in cities. Right, I'm into that. I just watched Christmas in Vienna. Highly recommended to anyone looking for their next Hallmark film. Um, And yeah, I hope that that continues and I hope that we are able to travel again soon so we can have our own Christmas experiences. We can relive all of it. Completely. Because from this movie, I've learned that Christmas in Rome is a very special time. Very special. And, And I just can't wait for my roaming Rome tour. Yeah. The only, I was going to say the only foreign country I've been in during Christmas time is China. And I was in Shanghai and I, I think we've talked about this on a prior podcast because I was, um, I was in this kind of touristy area called Chintandi, which is a very fun area, but like a lot of expats are there. And there was a giant, um, kind of like a, Sculpture is the wrong word, but like a structure that was like a, a Christmas themed cake that was multiple stories high. And there were children practicing a dance on it um, outside my hotel window. So I would like look out onto this every day. And the, the song like you're they were saying words and they're not connecting. Really okay. Processing. All right. Like, so okay. I know these words. I just right. don't necessarily so like imagine it's like insane. imagine like a wedding cake with tears. I am imagining so that. a large scale <laughs> version of that but Christmas I instead am, of wedding. I am also and imagining children that. are coming out to do a choreographed <laughs> dance on each level of this. And the oh. dance is to the Mariah Carey song Oh Santa. Which oh, is the theme song of our of this podcast. podcast. Yes. Um, sorry, Mariah. I know you're going to sue us at some point. Um, if only we had enough money to give her. I know. Oh, I know. But yeah, so that is the only ex-US 
Christmas experience I've really had. And I wasn't there for actual Christmas. I was just there for the weeks leading up. Mm, like December 20th? I was there from, I was there, I was there probably the first half of December, basically. I was there for three weeks. So like until December 19th? And then, yeah, it, and then it was December 20th? And it was the 21st. And then do you want to come then to then, dinner on yeah, the 22nd? No, but I wasn't there on the, I wasn't there, I think I left the 18th. Or something like that. Thank yeah. you for being specific. It's yeah. Very well, I left it. I flew. I flew there the day after Thanksgiving, and I stayed for three weeks. So okay. And then I spent the. I was there for three weeks. You would for get along with Luigi because we business guys could work, talk about dates. And then I was in Hong Kong for funsies for the weekend after the after the three weeks. Yeah. So and then I flew like, back. Maybe December eighteenth and a half. Really, if we're sounds just great. Like call it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on Business yeah. Christmas. And if you've made it this far, uh, Godspeed. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah. And we're not going to tell you what movie we're going to do next time because we straight up don't know. Um, yeah. But it's going to be great. It'll be wonderful. So and thanks we'll for joining us. And we will uh, we will see you. We won't see you. We won't hear you. You will, you will hear, hear us, us soon. next time. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.